أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته and welcome back to another session in living the Quran through the living Quran and in this particular season we're looking at chapter number thirty six surah yasin the heart of the Quran today we wish to reflect and review verses number seven and number eight and to see what God has in store for the continuation of this particular chapter. As we recall, we've been looking at the introduction to the Qur'an as God has explained it in this particular verse, in these particular verses rather, and also the role and the status of the noble Prophet Muhammad, may God's peace and blessings be upon him and his family. And for today, in the two verses that we want to review, let us see what God has in store for us. Let us have a listen to the Arabic and the English translation, and then come back and do a brief reflection on the content of these two verses and also some points that we can take home with us that we can learn and derive from these two verses of Surah Yasin. Allah says the following in His beautiful book. Surely most of them merit the sentence of our punishment, for they would not believe. Surely we have put shackles around their necks, and they are reaching right up to their chins, so that they have become stiff-necked due to their pride and false notions of superiority. Now in this collection of verses, God is giving us a, a picture that we should try to put in within our heads. He talks about the fact that there are people who do not believe in this revelation, who do not believe in the messages, and so they are basically deserving of the punishment of God for their open and uh, flagrant rejection of the truth. But then in the, in the second verse under review, God presents us this, this image that we should try and put into our minds. And the image obviously is that of, uh, in, in the commentator's words, of a camel which has, uh, you know, which has been brought to a watering hole to drink. And it doesn't want to drink the water. And so rather than bending its head down to drink from the bucket or from the well or from the spring, it keeps its head up in the in the, in the sky so as if to tell its owner uh, to tell you know the the person who's herding this this animal or flock of animals to the watering hole that it doesn't want to drink god puts forth a similitude that there are human beings similar to this uh, that it is as if they have a collar around their neck this collar reaches from their neck to their chin and so they're not willing to submit to the truth obviously not a physical collar it's not a physical um you know metal collar that is binding them around their neck. This is rather a metaphorical understanding and an, an allusion to their pride, to their arrogance, to their um, you know, pride in their culture, in their what they were brought up on, what their forefathers believed. But God tells us that it's as if they have this collar and they can't look around. They don't want to even bow their head in submission and to acknowledge the fact that maybe they are not right, that they are not on the right path. And so when we look at the commentary in Tafsir Nur, we see that there are two possibilities for what this verse means. What are these collars that are being placed around their neck? And who is placing them on the neck? Well, we can look at it from two different verses. 
In the first verse, God says the following statement, which could be a reference to the punishment on the day of judgment. When the fetters and the chains shall be on their necks, they shall be dragged. So this verse in Surah Yasin about their being placed around their necks, these chains, these uh, shackles, it could be in relation to the day of judgment because of the fact that they did not believe that that will become manifest on the day of judgment after their accountability has taken place and they were uh, put into this uh, predicament situation and they will be dragged into the fires of hell. This could be the first interpretation. The second interpretation given in Tafsir al-Nur states the following based on this particular verse of the Quran which reads as follows, and he removes from them their burden and the shackles which were upon them. In other words, that these chains and the fetters around their necks which prevented them from believing in the message of the Quran, believing in the message of the Prophet, it could actually not, you know, it may not be in the literal sense of chains, but rather the metaphorical, as we alluded to previously, that it is because of their superstitious beliefs that they had carried on from previous generations, that these individuals rejected the Messenger of God and the Holy Quran. Whatever the case may be, these are the two opinions that we have, and uh, we better appreciate Surah Yasin by looking at these two understandings of, other, of either being a manifestation on the Day of Judgment and the chains that they will be placed in, or that it was actually in relation to the chains that they had placed, the self-imposed chains of prejudice, of arrogance, of, of you know, obstinate uh, dis accept non-acceptance of the messages of God. And really it's for this reason that in the Quran, God tells us that the role of the Prophet Muhammad, may God's peace and blessings be upon him and his family. And in generally, in, you know, in generally speaking, all of the Prophets of God was for them to remove these shackles off of the minds of the people, to remove from them their prejudices, their, um, their backwards cultures, which did not fit with the divine teachings of God. So this was actually, you know, a, a, a role of the prophets of God to bring people out of the darkness into the light, to remove these shackles, remove these impediments, to allow them to see the light of God and the glory of God as embodied within the noble teachings, and obviously most especially within the teachings of the Holy Qur'an. One final point before we go to the lessons which we can learn is that what is the meaning of Al-Qawl that God says in the verse of Surah Yasin? To better understand this, let us have a look at Surah Sajda and a verse in which God speaks and uses the same term. God says the following, And if we had pleased, we would certainly have given to every soul its guidance. But the word which had gone forth from me was just, that I will certainly fill hell with the jinn and humanity altogether. Thus we can understand this word to be the command of God. It could be the command of God, the scriptures that God has sent forth, but that this is something that God has promised that people need to believe in, otherwise their outcome will be that of the fires of hell. As for our takeaway messages for these particular two verses of Surah Yasin, the first thing that we understand and appreciate is that a majority, a majority of people on earth are disbelievers. They will not accept the messages of God. They are not... Uh, currently we see this, that the majority of people do not accept God, do not accept a, uh, a divine supreme creator, an entity that put all of this into play. And so that is the first lesson that we see, is that a majority of people will not accept or have not and continue to reject the messages of God. But we should also appreciate the fact that just because the majority are opposed to something, this does not mean that those who are working to educate and to teach others and to let them know the truth should ever feel rejected or 
uh, let down, that know that they have to continue to fulfill their responsibilities and wait for those who hear the message for them to accept it and to come to terms and to accept the messages of God in their own personal lives. A final point, and we'll conclude with this, is that although God says that He has placed these chains and fetters around the necks of the people because of their disbelief, we have to appreciate the fact that there is no uh, predestination involved here, that God is not forcing them to disbelieve. Rather, God is saying that as a natural byproduct, an outcome of their disbelief is the fact that this is what, where they are at. And so God only places these chains on them when they have rejected God. And once those same individuals are ready to accept God in their lives, are willing to listen to the truth, are willing to hear the word of God, then those chains will be opened, those shackles will be opened, the chains will be removed. But that is up to the individual to do that for their own selves. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.